This is Breaking Through, a podcast brought to you by iMeg iStyle and L. In this podcast, we will take a dive into the tech startup ecosystem in the Netherlands. We'll explore what it takes for tech startups and spin-offs to get off the ground and become successful. Enjoy this episode. This is Breaking Through, a podcast brought to you by iMacArtStartNL. In this podcast, we will have a closer look at the tech startup ecosystem in the Netherlands. We'll explore what it takes for tech startups and spin-offs to get off the ground and become successful. What support is available to help them develop and what are best practices? We'll take a deep dive into the world of student tech entrepreneurs and researchers that are working on their spin-off and the incubation programs that support them. What's working and where can it be improved for the better? Today, my co-host is Leia Milovic. She is a venture acceleration manager in our iMac iStar team, and she's an entrepreneur herself. Um, today's episode is about your go-to-market strategy, working together with corporates. Why is it interesting for corporates to work with startups? And what are they looking for? How do they select and interact with startups and spin-offs? To help answer these questions and to provide more insight into this, we've invited Sander van Nuland of Pfizer today. Sander, welcome. Thank you. Um, Sander is a member of the country leadership team of Pfizer Netherlands, and we will dive in with him. And first, we will ask him to introduce himself. Sander. Yeah, hi, Sander van Nuland. I'm uh, the digital client partner for the Netherlands and uh, for Ireland. And basically what that means is that uh, I'm responsible for uh, all the digital uh, products, digital infrastructure uh, for those two countries. Um, and uh, next to that, I work uh, within the Pfizer Digital Organization. And basically that's the global uh, organization that provides all the uh, IT services to all the countries. Good. It's it's a huge organization, Pfizer. Uh, probably everybody will know Pfizer because of the vaccine that has been used uh, to fight COVID. Um, but maybe to start off with, uh, Sander, uh, as said, Pfizer is a huge organization, uh, internationally active. How is it organized in, in a way? Let's say, is that a per country basis? And how, how does it work? Yeah, so basically um, Pfizer is, is um, organized uh, across uh, different categories. Um, so in the countries, uh, you have the commercial organizations and every commercial organization has uh, a category, for instance, uh, the oncology category uh, that is looking after all our uh, oncological uh, products. Um, and then on the global level, you also have the research and development organization, you have the research sites, uh, you have the finance organization, HR organization, and they basically uh, are all uh, looking into, uh, yeah, like all basically uh, supporting um, uh, functions for the uh, commercialization of our products and research and development of our products. So uh, Pfizer is, is taking care of a lot of research in, in their own organization. So, so where do startups come in? Um, I think startups come in at every level. Um, so um, I myself, I work for the, for the commercial organization. Um, so that's why we have a, a, close, um, uh, yeah, a close relationship with startups to uh, find out, okay, yeah, what is happening in the ecosystem um, what kind of products are developed, what kind of uh, partnerships are um, uh, are developed locally uh, to see uh, where they can fit with our commercial organization. 
Uh, on the other hand, also, if you look at the R&D organization, there is so much going on uh, with regards to, okay, how can we speed up the development uh, of our products? And how can we do faster research? Uh, for instance, uh, what you have seen with, uh, with the COVID-19 uh, vaccine. Um, and, and of course, also that is partially enabled by every new technology that is uh, developed. So maybe if you can tell us a bit about the strategy of how the things are being done. Is it being done more from a global perspective or a local perspective when you look at innovation and startups? So if you uh, look at, at innovation and startups, um, I think one, one interesting thing to mention is um, the Digital Innovation Lab, if you look at that, more digital uh, startup companies. Uh, the Digital Innovation Lab is a global innovation lab, uh, but it has links with um, the healthcare hubs in every country. Um, so a healthcare hub is uh, basically yeah, a collaboration of a couple of colleagues who focus on identifying uh, the most relevant, interesting startups for Pfizer uh, in the country. And when we identify an interesting startup, uh, we basically... Uh, either um, uh, investigate a partnership locally with them or we see if we can match them uh, with the Global Digital Innovation Lab uh, because also for Pfizer as a quite a, a big company, uh, scalability is really important. So we're also always looking for uh, companies that have the potential to scale uh, globally and not only um, uh, that can be used in one country. And maybe to add to that, can you tell us a bit about what scalability means for Pfizer? Yeah, so scalability is mainly um, where where we have the possibility to uh, uh, to use this technology or use this partnership. Um, so, as as an example, if you look at a, a a company that is a startup company that is only working with one hospital in the Netherlands. Um, when you need to go uh, go through the whole model of partnership within Pfizer, uh, we of course always look at like uh, security requirements. Is it is the software safe? Um, we need to look at okay, what kind of contract are we establishing? We need to involve um, uh, our legal department, compliance departments, um, because yeah, we we want to do everything good. We cannot uh, have have uh, any risk of reputational damage, for instance, uh, for Pfizer. And um, so it takes quite a while before you have onboarded a startup for a partnership, and because it takes uh, such a, such uh, yeah such a while, it's important to see okay. Um, and we can use this technology also in another company uh, or another country, or we can use it um, in the R&D department and in a commercial department, for instance. Let's say the protocols, um, is that different per country? Let's say you, you look into the Dutch startup ecosystem. How, how does it work? Do, do they knock on your door or do you reach out to them in an active way? And, and if that's the case, let's say, what can they expect? Let's say if they, because I can imagine, let's say, with sketching out uh, the things that you have to check, that, that, uh, that is already a lot, let's say, for, uh, for these startups. And, and, and another question would be, what, where would they need to be in, in, as it comes to maturity? Yeah, so, so your first question... Um 
it depends. Uh, so, so we have we have global guidelines on on partnerships. Um, uh, also, have, for instance, our local compliance departments, our legal departments, they are also guided from a global level. Uh, but on the other end, uh, like uh, local regulations need to be uh, taken into account. But we also have like local compliance regulations um, that are different in the Netherlands than in Belgium, uh, for instance. Um, so, so that's one. Uh, if you look at where they need to be um, for, from maturity perspective, um, it also depends. I think mainly if you look at the commercial organization, um, you need to, we at least need to see that there is some impact in the market already. Uh, if they're still in the development phase of the product and it's not ready to be used in a hospital, for instance, in, in a, a partnership with a hospital, with Pfizer and with the startup, um, then I don't think it would be that interesting uh, for us because then it also takes a lot of time and effort uh, for, for the colleagues to uh, to invest in that. And you um, don't have a research organization in the Netherlands, I believe. Huh? That's correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have in, in the Netherlands, we only have a commercial organization and uh, I think approximately... 200 people work there. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the thing that I came across is the, the Pfizer Healthcare Hub. Maybe you can explain a little bit what that is in the context of working with startups. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the Healthcare Hub, I elaborated a bit on that already, uh, is, is basically uh, just, just a group of colleagues uh, in, in the Netherlands, uh, but also in different uh, other countries uh, that are really interested to learn more about uh, the ecosystem in the country, about startups in the, in the country, um, and that also want to bring um, the inspiration into our company, but also um, the, uh, the, the new technologies that are developed outside. Now, uh, now I'm curious, how do you do that? Yeah. So, so for instance, uh, the, the, our collaboration with uh, with iMac iStart is uh, is a really important one, um, because uh, we we participate, for instance, in in the jury. Uh, we see um, that that uh, and new technologies are presented, new startups are presented, and we are trying to see, okay, where does this fit uh, in in our company, and how can this technology help us? Um, uh, yeah. To to. Uh, either start a partnership with a hospital uh, or see how we can use it internally. Coming from, let's say, the, the pharma side of, of things, uh, you, you talk about the digital technology. Um, that That's not hardcore pharma, is it? That's how, correct. How, how do they work together? Because it's it's absolutely a space that you're interested in, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and of course, it's 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 partially my role, uh, but also uh, my 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 personal interest in this uh, in this area. Um, so. If you look at Pfizer, I think Pfizer is becoming more and more a digital company as well. In every part of uh, of the life cycle of of uh, a medicine, um, yeah, digitization is playing a, a, a more important role. Uh, for instance, if you look at like technologies related to uh, artificial intelligence, uh, that's that's really something that they are discover uh, they are investigating more and more to see. Okay, how can we use it in the uh, in the R and D space? Um, and on the other end, uh, more from a commercial perspective, anything related to digital therapeutics is uh, is interesting. And I also see Pfizer making uh, making steps to uh, investigate that more and see, okay, how can this be a part of of the new Pfizer? I'm just trying to figure out, let's say, how this would work because you you are in the Netherlands working in this 
peculiar group, let's say, that 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 um, powers this uh, healthcare hub in the Netherlands. Um, is that connected to the international part of, of Pfizer in a way? Yeah, so it's connected to the to the Global Digital Innovation Hub. Um, so if we spot uh, a startup that is interesting, uh, we can connect them with the Global uh, Digital Innovation Lab and they can also see, okay, where does this fit in other countries and, and are there possibilities to uh, scale this startup? So maybe um, a question of mine would be, if you can tell us a bit more about the types of innovations or solutions that Pfizer is really looking to to find out there in the market when we're talking about startups, innovation. Yeah, I think this, this is a really interesting question, but it's also um, a tough one um, because eventually everything we do at Pfizer is to... Uh, yeah, make make the life of people better. Um, and of course, we have focus areas. For instance, hey, oncology is a focus area of, uh, of Pfizer. So digital innovation in uh, the oncology space is interesting. Um, but it's mainly about, okay, what are um, people who have a certain type of cancer what what are they struggling with and how can how can Pfizer contribute uh, to that and technologies that are um, uh, yeah somewhat related uh, to, to that area are, mm. are interest for our company as well if you compare on a, on a global scale because you you just explained that um, the Dutch system is connected to the more international system so you must have an idea let's say what, what is the strength let's say if, if you compare the Netherlands to other countries, are there more startups? Is there a, a better innovation ecosystem, let's say, active? Or, or is it comparable to other countries? And, and maybe also, let's say, what, what would be the, the, the thing in the Netherlands that we would need to improve? Yeah, so um, if you look at the Netherlands, they are, I think we are um, a really innovative company. We are brilliant in uh, identifying new ideas, identifying pain points, uh, uh, creating new startups, uh, not only in the healthcare space, but basically uh, yeah, across all the different industries. Um, if you look more at the uh, scalability, uh, I think there uh, that's that's where the where the difficulty is, and, and that's what you also see uh, in in the Dutch healthcare landscape, where. Um, Startups are sometimes focused on one hospital uh, and uh, hospitals maybe are developing their own technologies. Um, we, of course, have had a struggle with, with the data infrastructure, uh, sharing data between hospitals. Um, and, and I believe that all has to do with, with scalability. And, and um, I think even if you, if you look at a broader scale um, that you see a lot of startups in the Netherlands, but if you look at scale-ups, uh, that will be. Uh, uh, I think it will be harder to uh, to find them. And I believe that's that's the similar uh, thing you actually also see on a really small uh, small scale. So the scalability is uh, is important. Yeah, can imagine. We have to talk about money, Sander. Um, <laughs> I, I was really, <laughs> I was, I, 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 I'm really interested. Let's say in, in how this would work if you have identified uh, a startup, a scale-up, let's say that wants to be involved with uh, with uh, with uh, with Pfizer. D do you invest in these startups or scale-ups, or do you just buy them, or what 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 is your goal, let's say, in such in such a collaboration? 
Yeah, that's that's <laughs> it's it's a tough question because it like it it always depends on the situation. So I think if if there would be a technology that would be uh, so groundbreaking, um, yeah, that that uh, we could use like every day, then then Pfizer will will buy it, I guess. Um, but if you more look like at at the local level, um, it's always a partnership model, I guess. So we are mainly uh, we are mainly looking into okay, how can this uh, how can this contribute to uh, uh, to to care in a certain hospital? Is there a potential to scale? Um, and and then I think the uh, the local commercial organization could be interested to uh, fund this partnership, um, maybe together with other pharmaceutical companies or with other companies. Um, normally we don't do like a solo uh, solo partnership. Um, and then. Yeah, if if you uh, if you're looking more into the research and development organization, for instance, um, yeah, then you can you can think of okay, we're doing clinical trials together, or um, we are we're going to do an investigation together. That's that's uh, I yeah I believe a bit the difference. So John asked you about the future, I guess, also in terms of money. How, how do you see um, the upcoming five years when we're talking about the strategy of Pfizer in the medtech space and how, how do you foresee that developing? Yeah, so um, I think I think mainly the um, the digital health part would be would be interesting. Um, I believe also in the coming years Pfizer will invest uh, more and more in um, yeah, becoming a more digital company, even more than we are uh, today already. Um, part is that, of course, uh, to to accelerate research uh, and 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 development um, with technology. The other part is really the digital health space. Uh, in in um, for instance, focus on digital therapeutics. Okay, how can we use digital technology to uh, to improve the life of patients directly, or maybe in combination with uh, with our drugs? And that will be definitely uh, yeah even more a focus point in the in the coming years, I guess. We're we're going to the end of uh, of the podcast, Sander, and and we tend to end up with a, with a piece of advice from from your side. Um, if you would picture yourself as a researcher striking some interesting stuff that you uh, want to work on, or a student startup team, um, what would be your piece of advice if they're in the space that is interesting for, for Pfizer? Just knock on your door. Um, Work hard and then uh, the, uh, join uh, the IMAC I start program. What 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 is what is it? What you should do? You should def- definitely join the IMAC I start program. That's uh, that's an important part. Um, and I think one one critical element is that you, uh, in if you work in healthcare, that you really look. Uh, for a partnership with a healthcare provider, with uh, a hospital, because if you cannot validate or you did not validate your product in a hospital setting, um, <coughs> then then it, it would be really hard to convince uh, a company like Pfizer that your uh, product really adds, uh, adds value. Uh, so I think really think that connection with care, with healthcare is, uh, is the most important. Thank you. Thank you for joining us here today, uh, Sander. Sure, a pleasure to be here.
I hope you've enjoyed listening to today's episode. I would like to thank our guest again for joining us today. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you use. We'd love it if you could leave us a review and share it. And if you have any thoughts on today's episode or topics that you'd like to touch on, feel free to email us. Email us. I'm going to do that over again. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcast platform you use. We'd love it if you could leave us a review and share it. And if you have any thoughts on today's episode or topics you'd like us to touch on, feel free to email us. I start at imike.nl. Thanks again and tune in next time.